This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome here to the post-game edition of Husker Online Post-Game Live. Sean Callahan, Steve Sippel, Robin Washett. Uh, for the next 30 or 40 minutes or so, we'll uh, give some final thoughts on spring football for Nebraska, uh, the red-white spring game, uh, which we obviously just got done doing our work. And you can go on HuskerOnline.com. we got a great special right now uh, that runs through Sunday. Get four months for $10. Um, of Husker Online, no better time to jump on and, and give us a try as a Nebraska red-white spring game. Guys, a lot to break down. It was a 21-7 to game. Quarterbacks were live. Running backs were live. It was a true game. There were special teams that had some simulation to it. Uh, but, you know, it was formatted probably the best way it could be, uh, but it wasn't a lot of good football. I mean, there was eight turnovers mm. in the game. Eight. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of football. I mean, it's a lot of turnovers. I, there was some good football. Oh, yeah. No, the, I, I said this on Channel 7 after the game. There were flashes in this game. And, and that's I, I don't really go into the game like that is the true game. I look for the flashes. Yeah. The flashes were Jeff Sims, Billy Kemp, MJ Sherman, the trio freshman up front. Uh, trio Prince, Prince. Princewell, Cam Lenhart, and Maverick Noonan. And even sincere Sasefiala played pretty well too. Good job with the name. Yeah. Um, wow. But wow, you are I'm honest. I'm impressed. The, there, <laughs> those were some of the flashes. Um, you know, the the concerns continue to be that offensive line. I mean, it felt like there were a lot of guys running free. Um, you know, when you see like Cam Lenhart, a true freshman, that yeah, should, in pass protection. I thought they ran the ball pretty well. I mean, there was a decent push, downhill. especially early. Mm-hmm. You know, they were getting some good, good push. In the running game early on, they just couldn't finish in the red zone. Right. It, well, they got to finish in the red zone. Yeah, I think you, that's an accurate summation. I, I'd be a little more positive, maybe than Sean is. I, well, I'm, I'm positive. I'm just trying to be. You know, eight turnovers was it was a cold, blustery yeah, day. Come in here, dogging them. Can't sugarcoat that. I'm not dogging them. <laughs> come on now, gentlemen. Man, um, I, I I really like Sims. I mean, here's the thing. Sims was clearly the best quarterback out there today, clearly. Um, Now, out there, that's the key, right? Because Casey Thompson wasn't out there. Casey Thompson was wearing one of those god-awful all-white sweatsuits they gave him. Yeah, I don't know what the deal with his. Yeah, but but anyway. Not a fan. Hazmat suits. Um, But but Casey will join the quarterback competition now, and it's going to be tough to unseat number 14, it looks like to me. Like Sean, as Sean points out, Jeff Sims is handpicked mm-hmm. by the new staff. You can see you can see why. He's he's pretty accurate, and he runs a four four. And as Matt, see Matt Rule makes that fine distinction that you make with quarterbacks. He's a passer who runs four four. He's not a four four guy who can kind of throw it a little mm-hmm. bit. No, he's a passer. 
So he's that, that's he, I like that picture. Well, and you saw, I think this kind of showcased the importance that being able to run at the quarterback yeah. position yeah. is going to mean, at least for this season. Um, we just talked about a bunch of freshmen torching the starting offensive line. You know, a bunch of defensive linemen that had very little issues getting around the edge and putting pressure on the quarterback. So that QB has to be able to run and buy time and make guys miss and extend plays with his feet, not just as, as a runner, mm -hmm. but just to keep pass plays alive given some of the uh, Olays we saw with pass Okay, play. now it brings up an interesting conversation. That's not what Rule wants. No. That's not what this coaching staff mm -hmm. wants. I don't think that's why they want a running quarterback. I mean, they they want their offensive line to be sufficient, you know? I mean, at, at least sufficient. And, yeah, so that's – I'd have to go back. I, you know, it's like Rule said. You kind of, in a spring game, have to go – if you're going to do a – total evaluation you kind of go have to go back and look at it right um a lot of these are just first impressions right sean yeah yeah and you know let's look at some of the numbers though you talk about the quarterbacks um as we go through some of the stats and the okay. numbers of this game um jeff sims nine of 13 passing the football 139 yards good numbers i mean that, that's a on a day like that that's a good day i mean yeah. It was um, you know, 20, 20 mile an hour north northwest good winds. Point, Sean. That's good point. I mean, that wasn't exactly great day to throw. To throw. I mean, that was a November type day, you know, on a bad November day. Harburg, two of nine. I mean, and Chubba Purdy was two of four. Richard Torres got a lot of reps. He was nine of 18, had a pick. Um, Chubba Purdy played on the other team as well. He played on both teams, was four of nine for 39 yards. So, you know, not a lot jumps off the page on those quarterbacks other than what Jeff Sims did as a quarterback when you when you break down just those those final uh, game numbers yeah and so if we were talking like you know what what jumps out is harberg's passing numbers right now because we knew he was a runner yeah. like that that picture we already figured yeah. with a foregone conclusion come in what we want to see was what he's going to do as a passer and it wasn't good he was oh of six in the first half right he did have the two-point conversion toss to kemp um early in the game but other than that, it was rough. And yeah, there was weather involved, but he missed guys too. And he had a couple that uh, you know, probably shouldn't have been picked. So uh, a rough day. Then you add in. Now, I, I don't knock him on that fumble. Like if that play would have been reviewed, you know, the fumble that was taken out for a touchdown, that, that gets overturned. I think that's pretty obvious. But still, you know, like it, that, that, that element is going to be the only way that he actually competes in this quarterback conversation. Because when Casey gets in there, he could be a distant third if that passing element doesn't uh, improve in a big way. Yeah, I would say right now that when Casey rejoins the fray, it'll be more, it'll be a battle for number one. But I think Chuba can push Harburg. I mean, I don't even know if I characterize it that way. It looks like the ball got out of Chuba's like, hand a lot better than Harburg's. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. what I, it looks like Chuba's on just, you know, it's just one day, but it looks like Chuba's on even ground with Harburg. I don't know. Other than the running. I don't know. Chubba had some good runs. Run he had but a couple big Chubba scrambles. I think Harburg knows how to finish runs better. I think he knows how to Bigger. go into contact and yeah. slide. Yeah. And, or not slide. Or not. And where Harburg, Harburg doesn't always slide. I mean, Chubba is a former baseball player, not, but not a great guy at sliding. No, that's how he hurt himself in yeah. Michigan. It wasn't he almost did it again today. Yeah, yeah. Along the sideline there. He probably got knocked that off. I'm oh, serious. serious. I mean, that – Harburg doesn't really slide. He'll go into you. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, we're, I guess I am being a little hard on Heinrich Harburg based on one day. I didn't see all spring mm -hmm. the way through the ball, but we're just, that's all we got to go on. Yeah. We, all that's we got what the show's on. about is one day. Yeah. 
All right, if you're just yeah. joining us, uh, we're on the Husker Online postgame live show. We've kind of gone through the running backs, the court. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's talk running backs. Yeah, we did not go through Um, the running backs. Sorry about that. We didn't do running backs. But looking at the numbers, Anthony Grant, 14 carries, 34 yards. That led in carries. Gabe Urban Jr. had 8 for 20. Um, Only one run between those backs of over 10 yards. It was an 11 yard run for Anthony Grant. So, you know, not a huge day. Ramir Johnson, uh, six carries for 35, averaged 5.8. So, nothing there. And then, you know, we did see AJ Allen, seven carries for 18 yards uh, in that game. We saw Emmett Johnson, um, Trevin Lubin got, got some good carries as well. So, um, you know, a number of these backs uh, got good work today in this game. Um, highlighted by, I would say, Anthony Grant getting 14 carries. Yeah, it looks like a, the room looks really even to me. Mm-hmm. I think that Anthony Grant still looks, again, one one practice. But today he still looked to me like their best running back, Anthony Grant. Most consistent for sure. Yeah, we heard a lot about Gabe Irvin, and Gabe Irvin was one of the guys they picked to talk to the media afterwards and Irvin looked fine. He, he scored the touchdown. Yeah, 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 that yeah touchdown nice was run. nice. Yeah. Nice run. Um, but again, I, I, you know, and I, AJ Allen didn't practice much live this spring and it kind of showed, I thought he looked a little flat. I thought he looked a little flat. Um, had the fumble, had the fumble, mm-hmm. just looked a little flat. About, about everybody had a fumble. Yeah. yeah I'd say Irvin, <laughs> the thing that Irvin, he doesn't look flat. I mean, he really is, is he's got, he, he always has live legs. And I thought, I thought Anthony Grant looked like his legs were live. I, I liked the way Grant ran the ball. I know the stats, Sean, don't pop out, but those guys look good running the ball. They have a good group. And Ramir looks good. Okay. They have a good group there. Ramir looked good running the ball. Speaking of running the ball, how about the first play of the game to the fullback, Janiron Bonner? Well Beautiful. thought out. Once yeah. again, Matt Rule. Um, Beautiful. They found something in Bonner. Well, Bonner, but the first play to the fullback, stop the game, yeah. call timeout. Give it to ball to Frank. Frank Solich. Frank. Four, I mean, that was beautiful. The whole execution of that was flawless. Well, I hope you wrote about that. I haven't got my story done because I've had too much to do to get ready for the. We have we have seven recruit spotlight interviews to do. Well after. constructed, for sure, Sean, um, by Trev Albert. That might be in the yeah. rundown. My rundown Monday, I have more time. I need three or four hours to write. I don't have that today, unfortunately, but that's going to go in the rundown um, for sure. <laughs> Thank you for making me feel guilty <laughs> for trying to run the ship here. We hit a nerve okay. on that. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, head coach. Um, head coach got a little sru- the coordinator got on the head coach. That's right. <laughs> that hey, um, no, that was 
well done by Trev to orchestrate it that way. And it was a good day for Frank. Um, he spoke on the mic too. I know. Cool. I was surprised by that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not easy to grab that mic in the full stadium. No, and he's pretty understated. That was the most Frank Solich send off ever. So uh, I go guess big go big red or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fine. Um, Bonner is a revelation. Yeah, let's go back to Bonner. Yeah, yeah Janier and Bonner to me looks like a guy that's going to be a major, major factor on this team. He looks good running the ball from the fullback position. Mm -hmm. And he's brand new at it. And you yeah. already see that potential the blocking too. Yeah. That, that was what impressed me the most. Like, I mean, we, he's a dynamic player with the ball in his hands, but his ability to take on a linebacker Physical. and win Physical. and create holes like that, that stood out. That was like, coaching job. Yeah. We're like, coaching to job. Sell it. I mean, you get this guy a few more months to develop. Holy cow. Yeah. How many four star receivers are you going to be able to convince? Hey, you're going to be a fullback. Yeah. Well, <laughs> one way you can convince them is with playing time and, mm -hmm. and say, look, you're going to, well, like, like rule pointed out, you can give him the ball in the belly option and, and you, well, can, you can run him on, you can run him on an option route. Three letters can play. convince him too. NFL. Yeah. They could develop him. He's got four years now. Oh, he looks good. And I mean, think about him in this role for four years, oh, how much looks, better he's going to get. Oh, it looks, I mean, I think there's a lot there. Well, I yeah. thought it was notable that Rule mentioned Kyle Juszczyk, the 49ers yeah. fullback. Yeah. And how much they use him. Yeah. Like he's a versatile receiver, yeah. running back, can split out. Like that's, I think, the ideal picture they have for Bonner in this offense. It's Kyle Juszczyk from the 49ers. Absolutely. I mean, if you're talking about a guy that can, line up at fullback on obvious running downs and help get a first down and go out and catch passes. Mm -hmm. That's what that's Bonner, a weapon. Yeah, it's a big weapon. And it's a, you can see how that would be a player would like that. I mean, mm -hmm. you're, on, you're on the field um, and he gets to use that big body. Mm -hmm. You know, he, I thought he was a little odd as a, just a pure wide out just by the way he looks. So this role uh, this is the where you give. This is the this is coaching. That's what it is. It's finding the right ways to use and players. selling it. Selling it. Yeah. Well, how many examples do we see of that today? Like that that vision that they had of moving guys to different spots. AJ Rollins making play. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, good point. Brody Tagaloa making play. Boy, good point. Those two guys. AJ Rollins was a tight end. Tagaloa was a tight end, right? And they made plays on well, defense. Tagaloa tight end. Yeah, Tagaloa Ta Tagalo was a tight end. Yeah. Tight end. Yeah. Ramir. Yeah. Those, Not Tua. Those guys. <laughs> those guys. God dang. I was I was shocked by Bro. Yeah, Rollins. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he looked good in high school as, as an edge guy. Like, I always thought. Rollins? Or yeah, I always thought his potential was there. Tagaloa was hurt as a senior. Mm -hmm. Like, he was an unknown guy when he got here. He looked vicious on that tackle he made. I was concerned when he went after uh, Bushini on that fake punt. I really? was like, hey, take it easy. Take it easy. Well, <laughs> and, I mean, he's a scrapper. Like, that practice fight last week that caused them to run. Brody? He was, he was the guy involved. Good. That's good. I mean, he's a tough, I like to hear that. Like, he, he's yeah. got fire for a good. young guy. That's so. good. That's great to hear. Brody Tagalo, a lot, a lot of positional moves um, jumped out. I want to move to the receivers, the tight ends. As we continue down the stat check, um, I want to start the conversation with Billy Kemp and then Marcus Washington. I mean, those those are your top two receivers on this football team right now. No period. Doubt. No doubt, Sean. Kemp, as as expected, Washington was fine. He looks good. It's again, again, we're very limited mm -hmm. sample size here. What did Washington finish with, Sean? Three for forty-two. Yeah, very limited sample size. Kemp is about exactly what I expected. He made it look simple. Yeah, and you can use him in a lot of different ways, too. You could line up him up in the backfield. You can line him up in the slot. You can put him wide. 
there's a lot you can do a with natural it. punt returner too. Even he didn't track, do anything, yeah. but just the way he tracked it, in the caught wind. the ball like zero like problems. Like there was, there was no concern about him catching. Yeah, it looked like Pac-Man Jones catching a punter. I mean, just <laughs> nice shot. Four 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 year starter at Virginia. In fact, he was the only all time leading punt returner in Virginia's Virginia. history. Yeah, they got that. See, they they have material here. Okay, uh, tied in. Fedoni caught a pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, four yards. Yeah, is that, was that it? That was mm-hmm. a long. Yeah, one catch for four yards. But but that's big. I mean, that's big for Fedoni to get out in front of a crowd. Yeah, he didn't get targeted a lot. No, um, Eric Gilbert got targeted a couple times. Dropped them both. Dropped them both. Now, I don't. Not, 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 yeah, I almost don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I'm not just worried about the fact that he dropped them. I'm worried about you know, the after effect of that. Right. I, like, is that going to get in his head? Right. Rule has expressed control. I mean, just the, you know what happens, Sean and Rob, you know, on social media. So, yeah, they're a meme. It's all over Twitter. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's all over Twitter, but it could be. And that affects, it can affect rule. I'm just telling you what rule has said. Mm -hmm. He worries about how that affects kids' confidence. And bam, he's in front of 65,000 people, his first time in a Nebraska uniform in front of all those people, and he drops two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, somebody, I mean, he's got, they got to pump him with confidence now. Yep. I probably is my guess. Just going through the comments, a lot of comments just about the fumbles, the sloppiness. I think we all agreed. Yep. You know, it was a spring game. It, it was a, a cold game, a windy game. You know, it wasn't really New staff. That wasn't really designed to be a pretty spring game. No, not really. I mean, in the weather conditions and the newness and, and the yeah, they could have made it look a lot prettier. Let's address what Rule said about that about the turnovers. He said, "Look, we asked him to play a real game." So to focus for three, three and a half hours, they haven't had to do, do that in a long time. And he alluded to the fact that it may, the, the turnovers may have been a lack of focus in some cases. Well, clearly guys are just dropping the ball. I mean, <laughs> right. like they, they weren't even getting hit. Right. I think it was a lack of focus. And so, and then, you, and now, now here we go. The, what, what we get accused of, um, you know, making excuses for coaching staffs. And maybe I'm doing that a little bit here. It's a new staff. Everybody's learning a new system. The players are learning a new system. The coaches are getting used to the players. It's all very new. Rule desperately wanted to put on a good show for the fans. I was sort of surprised he didn't express more disappointment mm-hmm. in the turnovers. Well, he did say that if there weren't 66,000 people there, he would have thrown his headset. Oh, he because did say he was, that. It's like, yeah. He was like intentionally like, not going overboard, but uh-huh. if that was like a normal practice, he would have lit him up. Yeah. I guarantee. You. Oh God, yes. no question. Yeah, but I think it's there's some mitigating circumstances. I would say if I were a Nebraska fan or I would counsel Nebraska fans, don't get too upset about that. I mean, it's it's not good. It's not a good look to have eight turnovers to, no. and have the ball on the ground that much. But it's nothing to. I know me. I I mean, I look at things objectively. I it doesn't bother me that much. It really doesn't. Yeah, especially like the the way that the like again like the fact that guys were fumbling snaps and yeah. hand, like that's that's just like fundamental stuff right. like that I think that comes down to nerves and you go back to what rule that we asked what he wanted to see in the spring game is how guys respond mm-hmm. he had a bunch of dudes that had never been in that setting before right. and oh, yeah. you know that had all those people watching for the first I time running nerves. a new offense and yeah. I, I I guarantee you nerves had a factor I think Sean you played basketball. Um, I think the game was moving fast for some guys, mm-hmm. real fast. Um, it was a real game. 
you know, they're not used to that. They're that crowd. They just rolled the ball and said, play football. Right. And the game can move awfully fast for some guys. Um, so that's probably some of what was going on. All right. Let's, um, let's shift the conversation now to the defensive side of the ball. Okay. Um, just overall thoughts on Tony white, what you saw this, the way that defense looked. I mean, what I saw, like this jumps out to you. I mean, there were 18 tackles for loss yeah. in that game. Uh, two, two sacks. Um, you look at the quarterback hurries. There were four. There were 11 pass breakups. It was a very active defensive performance. I think when you just break down ahead, the Bob. metrics of the day, uh-huh. uh, we know there were a lot of forced fumbles too. Um, in terms of true forced fumbles, though, I think there were just uh, three of them in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we talked about the front four and you know the young guys mm-hmm. and the pressure they were getting off the ball, but I think just the overall level of tackling. I mean, there were no there were no like glaring missed tackles yep. that led to big plays. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, a step because when you have that fundamentally sound tackling, that can make your defense look pretty good. So you add they've got they got good pressure, they were tackling well on the back end and then at the linebacker position. I, I think that was a, a pretty good start for the Tony White era. I thought I, I agree. I, Sean, I think active is a good word. They they have some athleticism on that side. I was really impressed with some newcomers. The freshman that you've mentioned, Prince Will. Um, Prince Will. Eumann you you Malin? Yeah. Eumann uh, Malin? Yeah. Prince Cam, Will. We'll stick with Prince yeah, Will. Yeah. Clem, uh, Cam Lemhart can play. Okay. Maverick Noonan. Maverick Noonan can play. Those young guys can Elijah play. Elijah Judy is a newcomer. Elijah Judy maybe was the one who impressed me most. MJ really. Sherman's fourth down tackle. That was a, he blew that guy up. MJ, MJ Sherman Rollins. looked explosive. Judy is probably a little better than I expected. He he I think for he, instance, he makes a better impression than Wynn does. Stefan Wynn is a transfer. When you look at a, a okay, big time transfer from Alabama, Stefan Wynn. Okay, then you look at a transfer from another SEC school, Judy. You kind of compare them. Judy looks more active. He, he looks like a guy that can make more plays at the line of scrimmage. Was okay. Was Reimer not playing today? Uh, he was not playing. Okay, I didn't notice him at all. Yeah, they didn't announce anything. And Matt Rule wasn't asked to address injuries. I wish we, he would. I wish I would have done that. I don't know what the deal with Reimer. Chief is. Borders. I didn't notice. He him. was out there. He, I watched him. He didn't make. He, he just didn't, didn't have make, an active day. No, mm-hmm. he just didn't. Uh, he just he had a couple opportunities. I thought on on third and longs and it didn't, you know, what on one of them, he dropped, you know, it's informative to watch closely because I thought, okay, here's a third and long. Let's see what borders has as a pass mm-hmm. rusher. Well, they dropped him into coverage. So they're going to do that with those guys um, at times. So I thought board, I thought the other guys jumped out more than borders. Borders is going to be out there though. Oh yeah. There's no doubt. Um, Somebody mentioned Buckley had some moments either. Good. That's good. Um, I thought um, Raquan Buckley, interior defensive lineman, kind of a sleeper out of nowhere guy to me was Gage Stanger. Mm. Yeah, like I mean, he, he he's just place. he's kind of got like a little JoJo Dolman to him, just a guy that finds finds plays. I mean, he yeah. just finds plays. To he him. intercepted the JoJo, excuse me, JoJo um, Chubba's Chubb. last pass, which I guess was fitting that they finished the scrimmage with a turnover. Um, you know. And even rule rule is interesting because he even kind of put a positive spin on that. The guy he said the guys they wanted to go down score. I mean they wanted to keep playing. They didn't want to take a knee. Chubba pushed him into the red zone and then threw a pick. Um, but Matt wasn't. The rule didn't seem like he was that upset by it. And nor would I be. I mean they're playing. They're competing. And they did compete. It was a high level competition. I thought. 
Stanger played on both teams. Did he? he? He had a tackle for loss, a pick, and then on the other side, he had a quarterback hurry. So two total tackles, a tackle for loss, a pick, and a hurry. Uh, Kai Wallen was another guy that he jumped out a few times. The, the, new, the junior college transfer, transfer defensive lineman. When and I wasn't dogger win. I like Stefan Win, as you guys know. He he did have five tackles. They have material. I think some of the I think rule, I always feel a sense of urgency with rule because I think he feels like they got something. They got a little something. They can be pretty good. Um, and I saw that today. Again, that's why I don't get too hung up on the turnovers. Because as I'm watching the game, I'm always thinking, okay, can they beat teams? Can they beat teams are going to play? And I and my my coming away from it, I say, yeah, they, they can beat some teams. It's execution. I mean, as we know, Nebraska it hasn't necessarily been a talent issue. It's been execution. Can they stay out of their own way? It's the details. It's the that's what disappoints people. And today did not go no. very far in <laughs> relieving those no, worries. Right. So that's that's, that's I think where a lot of people are going back to is that's how fair. many how many years in a row has Nebraska been its own worst enemy? No, well, turn it over eight times. How many years game. in a row have they lost? Have they been minus in turnover or? Really low like ranking every national. year, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, right. it's been no, like right. one year in like the last twenty years right. where it was like a positive, right? You're right, and they won games that year. See that and weird. I, <laughs> hey, when you finish your column, make sure you mention that one too. When <laughs> <laughs> you finally get around to it, come on. I'm doing head coach duties. Here. <laughs> I know you are. You're the head coach. So the head coach, what happens to head coaches, Sean? They get criticized sometimes. That's right. right. Yeah, even by their own staff. Hey, I will say though, when it's like Sims and Kemp and the top, I mean, they look fine. Like uh-huh. I'm not too worried. I mean, the, the other guys didn't look as good, but that top group looked top fine. group, top group, the top I'm, group looked. That's fine. what that's what I was kind of trying to say, Sean. Is I'm watching the spring game, thinking, okay, can they beat teams? Well, they got a quarterback. They got two. They got two with a lot of experience. Casey's on the sideline. Casey Thompson. I get it. He's hurt. Um, but they got that Kemp. Then they got Kemp. And I like Marcus Washington. So they got two guys there. Xavier Betts should keep coming. Um, all those running backs. I mean, they're, I don't see like an all American running back, but I see five good ones. And they all do. Like, this kind of goes back to they all do something different where they, you know, AJ, different. AJ Allen was okay in the run game, seven for 18. Yeah. But he also had 22 yards receiving on two yeah. catches. Yeah, and like one of the first plays, he had that catch out in the flat where it's like, oh, yeah, that I think like the, the, it's easy explanation. If if AJ Allen was a little flash because he didn't practice much this spring, not live, not live. Um, so he I'd expected him. I expected him to be a little bit behind. I was I was really impressed with Grant. Mm-hmm. Um, I Again, I, it's just one scrimmage, but I thought Grant looked like the best running back. We can't continually gloss over Ramir Johnson because he looks good. They got good running backs. Mm-hmm. They're deep there. They're, they're not going to have a problem there. And how about that picture where, I don't know if it was a play action or not, but Sims drops back and hits Kemp on that 24-yard kind of deep cross yes. down the sideline. I mean, that looked, that looked like a play. Yeah, well, then did. the sticky you know, routes we talk about. Yeah, Sean likes those sticky routes. Well, it, that is just, it was a play that looked easy. And like you said, a couple of sticky routes. The, the, they were quick, decisive, and efficient. Mm-hmm. And Marcus Satterfield, if you're not familiar with what – when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He, he broke that down to the high school coaches in Omaha. He did a little 20-minute chalk talk, and he showed them the concept of their offense. Like, we do a lot of these quick, easy, called sticky routes, where the progressions are easy to read. There's one, two, three, four, boom. And you even saw the running backs at times come out of the backfield. And they're going to do a lot of that, too, where they cross the running backs up. And they showed film of, like, McCaffrey doing it in Carolina when they were there as well. So you'll see a lot of those quick, easy throws in this offense because you win. He's like, you win first games on executing third and six. Yeah, and the tight ends are big in that, too. Mm-hmm. And they have a couple of them. I, I mean, I'm not going to worry about Eric Gilbert dropping a couple passes. He's a immensely talented. He's really talented. Fedoni look, looks like he's moving well. Borkature looked really good today, uh, Nate Borkature. He's got great competition on him, and he's fighting. And yeah, you can't you can't discount Nate Borkature. He's the leading receiver tied in coming back. He didn't catch a lot of balls last year, but five, I think. Um, but, man, I thought he looked good today. I mean, he's, he's clearly a little bigger. Um, I thought last year there was a couple times where the, the, the ball just looked like it was getting there too fast for him. That won't happen again. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I – the one line, I'm I'm with you. That first group looks all right. And you know, Teddy Prohaska is not out there. I, you know, I'm curious because we we've kind of done the portal thing now a few years now, a couple years. It's really really difficult to find new portal guys now to plug in and get a lot out of them. They oh, did it God, really hard. I mean, they did it last year with Casey Thompson um, to an extent. Um, O'Shawn Mathis, Casey was here for the spring though last year, right. But it, you're right. I mean, I don't know. Matt Rule doesn't really. He did, just doesn't seem like he wants. He doesn't want to talk about the transfer. Portal, no, you know. And this week, and that, that's going to lead me to my next part of the conversation. What's next now for Nebraska? And you know, what, how do you handle this week? Because we all know the situation with the scholarship numbers, where they're at. They're 13 over the number of 85. If they want to add any more transfer players, they're going to have to take more than 13 guys off this roster. This week, the coach, Coach Rule, will have his player exit meetings with every player on this team. Um, and, and at that point, they have the ability as a first-year staff to not ask guys back and say, hey, mm-hmm. you know, like you can go in the portal or you can stay in Nebraska, keep all your money. Um, these are your options. And those are not going to be easy conversations to have with guys. Well, a few, the few will be tough. Some will be easy, some won't. But, you know, how many guys will stay? Mm-hmm. How will this all go down, you know, Will it start happening Monday? I mean, I think a lot of people are intrigued because Nebraska's never been in a situation like this with the numbers because you really can't be other than a year like this when the head coach has the ability to make these moves because of that coach change rule. Yeah. So now the question is, will there be an will there be any surprises? You know, that's what you wonder, right? N- names that kind of pop out to you, like a Casey Rogers. Yeah. That you that kind of came out of left field, mm-hmm. right? When he went to Oregon, well, he tra- he he went into the portal. Eventually, went to Oregon. Yeah, will there be any of that anywhere you look at it and go, ooh, or let's put it this way: anywhere you will look at them and go, ooh, that hurts. Mm-hmm. That hurts. Like I mean, just spinning wheels here, but like Luke Reimer. No, no, he no. He signed an NIL deal. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> he just like that's that one like you. last year. Oh, it would hurt you bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where he could just be like, "Oh, no, you can't to, lose him." I'm going to go to Kansas State now. Or no, something. like no. I'm just saying, like that's the kind of stuff. Like last year yeah. when that happened, that would be that would have been like that where nobody. Ernest Hausman, remember our reaction? Ouch! Yeah, ouch! It was ouch. 
I mean, you yeah. don't want that, but the reality is something like that's going to happen. About yeah, it. Sean, I hate to bring up names because then people think. No, yeah. How many of these moves will be forced and how many will be yeah. self-led? Yeah. And I think if you're lower and down the depth chart, it's hard to like leave because you know you're not going to get as good of a situation probably yeah, elsewhere. Yeah, it is. Now, you mentioned in your 3-2-1, I think, last week some position groups where you could see it and i think the secondary they're they're so loaded up there mm -hmm. that they're they're there could be a pretty good player a scholarship player that you look at and he might go you know um sure there'll be a quarterback quarterback's pretty obvious i think i think running back you look at and say are those guys going to stick around i don't know um i don't know any information i don't have any inside information about that but those position groups Running back, quarterback, a receiver, even, you know, they have some depth there. They have some guys that may not you got be... a bunch of guys coming in, too. Right, right. So, what else? What other positions, Sean? Well, I mean, you mentioned quarterback, yeah, DB, yeah. and DB, DB, receiver, linebacker, inside yeah. line, it's, inside. Yeah, well, and it's a few young guys. There's a handful I mean, of young there's guys. There's just a, a few guys on there that. You just don't really know what their road right roadmap is at this point. There's a there's a handful of younger inside linebackers. I mean, it's pretty bunched up there in that right. middle. Yeah, that you just don't. You, you could see one of those pop out. And I'm, you know, and, and somebody in our site we brought this up earlier in the week. Sugarland Husker, the rule states that a coach, and I, I don't really quite understand this, but if you transferred into Nebraska last year, you can't evidently be a part of this coach change transfer rule which I don't quite understand because in a world that we live in, like it doesn't seem like yeah, I don't it should be unique. So I'll be curious if that is indeed an enforceable thing. Cause there are some guys that transferred here maybe a year ago that may not fit right. mm -hmm. what's going on. And yeah. you would think that they could leave if they wanted to leave. Yeah, I think when it comes down to it, you can get a waiver. Like you get a waiver for anything. Now there's more hoops you got to so. jump through. Like it's, yeah. it's more of a formality. I, I think. think so, Robin, but you know, like it, rule made it sound on for instance like eric gilbert eric gilbert that it, that he hasn't got a waiver yet and that yeah that he, was kind of like whoa yeah he hopes it happens but he kind of left open the possibility of it not happening mm -hmm. so i you can never tell i mean i, I just can never tell yeah with the ncaa all right guys uh final thoughts here um we gotta we got seven recruit spotlights we got to tape here steve so Okay, Sean. One more note. We were talking about who's the other corner was going to be. It was Hartsock. What? Okay, it's Hartsock. Opposite, opposite Newsom. Okay. Thank but on you, the Sean. on the radio you, broadcast, Robin. our, our friend and colleague David Benning said something mentioned about Hartsock eventually maybe moving back to a safety role. So he has that versatility. Mm -hmm. I think Hartsock can he play really both. Yeah. And a lot of it's Buford. Yeah, I think back. a lot of it depends on that. How well Buford comes back. Yeah. It's interesting too because Buford can play corner. Yeah, like a couple interchangeable guys. There. Yeah, yeah. They got to commit today too, by the way. Yes, Willis McGahee. Yeah. Willis McGahee, the fourth, the fourth son of Willis McGahee. Uh, kind of, I want to say a surprise because it's his second visit to Nebraska this spring, but it is a surprise. I mean, I don't think we were expecting at 10 a.m. as we were getting ready to leave our house to come to the spring game that Willis McGahee uh, was going to commit. So that that's a big addition. It kind of fits the linebackers that they want. And we're going to talk to a couple more for Recruit Spotlight, but they're all like 6'2 guys that yeah, can run. That can run. Willis McGahee, whatever, whatever. Willis McGahee's kid commit, or committing on the day that Frank Solich was being honored. You know, I mean, if you would have said that was going to happen in 2001. God, think about that, Rob. <laughs> Good point.
Good point. Is a, There's some symmetry. Yeah, exactly. Odd it symmetry. all came together. Yeah. Stars aligned. Odds. God, isn't that odd? But Brandon Baker back. Uh, Aiden Braylon, his his uh, defensive lineman's coming up here. We'll talk to him later on Recruit Spotlight. Dylan Williams, uh, the other linebacker from Long Beach Poly. I didn't see Carter Nelson. I know he's supposed to be here. I, I didn't get a chance to eyeball Carter today. Um, we'll hear from Kamar Mathudi on Recruit Spotlight here today, a four-star linebacker out of Los Angeles, Campbell. Uh, Brian Robinson was a surprise four-star visitor that we didn't have down um, today that was here out of Ohio. Um, he's the fourth-ranked player in the state of Ohio. Gee, many Christmas. Uh, our RPM right now leans towards Michigan and Kentucky, uh, but he was on campus. Um, so a lot of – and then Kamir Prescott, we'll talk to him as well later on, Recruit Spotlight. Um, so it's going to be fun night as we're just getting started here. And those interviews, we, we won't run live. We'll post them um, kind of one by one here on the channel. Okay. Excellent. So what are, now what are you, what's, what's on the docket next? What did you write about SIP? Give it, give everyone uh well, I just wrote that there's, I mean, inevitably in spring games, there's good news, bad news, a lot of good news, bad news propositions, no matter what. I mean, you can just look at the turnovers. Yeah. It's bad news that they turned it over eight times unless you're on the defense, then it's pretty good news, right? You got your hand on a lot of, on a lot of footballs. That's good. There's always a lot of those sorts of scenarios where you come away with mixed emotions. Yeah. I, every spring game I think I've ever seen, I come away with yeah, mixed when you're emotions. playing your own team, right? You're going to be excited about the young D linemen that, you know, showed all the flashes, but you're going to be concerned about the O line and their inability to block them right like, now. That's the problem. With that's it. the problem. Now, the one thing though, and I, I, I just don't, I try not to make it too tough. In the sport of football, the quarterback, I always think when I assess a football team, I look at the head coach first, then I look at the quarterback. I, I skip over the coordinators. Then I'll go to the coordinators after the quarterback. I like that quarterback picture. I like I liked what I saw. Sims is calm. He runs the operation pretty well. He had one, I think he had one fumble. He had the exchange problem with the fullback. Um, but he ran it well. He ran he ran the operation well. He's a smooth operator. You have to look at that part of it first did he look like he was confused out there no did he look like it was too much for him no not at all did he look good throwing the ball yeah he looks really good running it i mean he spun out a number 91 at that on that one it wasn't a long run but that guy had him dead to rights like rule said and he spun out of it he i like that picture and that's generally what i wrote about i think casey's gonna have a hard time unseating him if they can make it work though where he's the number two Casey, that's about as good of a number two right. as you're ever going to have. Ever gonna have. Yeah. yeah, and you, and you usually need it, especially when, when you're. When was the last time Nebraska hasn't needed a backup quarterback? Exactly, and, and, and they <laughs> like and they're going to run it. Uh, Tommy, Armstrong, Tommy Armstrong was the last time. Yeah. Was the last he, time? I think he went one year wire to wire. Is that right? That's insane. The uh, the Holiday Bowl year. Okay, I, I want to say he was. Ah, okay, the 2014 season. That makes sense. I think. Yeah, because Adrian never did it. Right, Adrian never did. See now. Now, and they're going to run that. They're going to run number 14. So he's going to take some big shots in the Big Ten. Casey's, yeah, you hope that Casey. You open with two power five games. Yeah, yeah. So P.J. Fleck and Coach Primetime. Yeah, I think Casey stays. I mean, I think he stays around. He's 24. Yeah. And he seems to like it. He's I mean, got a good thing going. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. All right. Well, that wraps it up here. Uh, make sure if you're not on Husker Online, we got a great spring game weekend special that runs through Sunday. Four months of access, $10. Lots of signups are joining uh, with this great special. So if you're not on, check that out. Uh, make sure you like, follow, subscribe to us here on the Husker Online YouTube channel. And we'll also post this on the podcast page as well. So look us up anywhere you can find podcasts simply under Husker Online. Uh, thank you for joining us for this special spring game, post game live show for Steve Sipple and Robin Washett. I'm Sean Callahan.